binoculars, what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I'm Alex. And I'm Garrett. We got a short one today. How short was it? I mean, it hasn't happened yet. I mean, well, like we got to use our new measuring system. Yeah, how many how many dachshunds is this thing? Mm, let's go like a dachshund and a shih tzu. Fair. Okay, so like, you know, yay long. Yeah, yeah. So All we right. cut off right when we get there. Yeah. It's his little tail nub. So today's creature, or we'll just jump into today's feature I was gonna creature. Say, we're just let's cannonballing just do this it, bad yeah. boy. All right, I like this. Because there's not a lot to it, and we're starting late again. I mean, so much of this. Yeah, we're not nearly as late as last time. No. So okay. so much of this thing is the shock value of seeing it. So before I get to the description, the reason there's not a lot is this thing was straight up made up by the guy who wrote this book by fucking Borges. Really? Yeah. Wow. What a name. What's his first name? Jorge Luis Borges. Yeah. Wow. The book is great and I love him, but a uh, master of making things. Up. Uh, the thing we're talking about today is the Periton. It's a mythological hybrid animal combining the physical physical features of a stag and a bird. It was created and described by Jorge Luis Borges in his 1957 book of imaginary beings, uh, using a supposed using a supposedly long lost medieval manuscript. This nerd. <laughs> now there's a whole thing about it, how, how its name. In the original Spanish edition, the word is given as perituyo. Uh, so. The presumptive Latin origin would be Peritius, which happens to be the Latin name of the fourth month on the ancient Macedonian calendar. Wow. Uh, the connection of this, if any, to the Peritan is unclear. I was going to say, that's that's got to be super inside. Yeah. No, he's the master. He's read every book ever written, and then he went blind. And this, like, this book I got of his is really good. Yeah. And it's come up like four or five times in our research. Well, we got to make sure we plug him. What I mean, what what's the book called? I don't remember this one. The Book of Imaginary Beings. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty short, honestly. I think it'd be freaking long, dude. No, he's the master of the I mean, again, his his short stories are really what he does. Really? Yeah, when he's, he's when was king. this guy? Was this guy circa? Circa. Uh, this what, book so died in the seventies. And this book okay. came out in fifty seven. Okay, so he's somewhat contemporary. Oh yeah. Okay. He's no, got, definitely the twentieth there's, century. There's blurbs on the back. Really? Like, From anybody I know? Maybe. He has lifted fiction away from the flat earth where most of our novels and short stories still take place. John Updike. All right. That's the only one I recognize was John <laughs> Updike. Okay. <laughs> what a blurb, man. Our thing is a deer with bird wings, pretty much. That's it's a neck, head, neck, and forelegs and antlers of a stag combined with the plumage, wings, and hindquarters of a large bird. So, like, which kind of, because I didn't see the butt end of this thing. I just saw, like, deer front end. So, yeah, the is picture, it, like, a stork? The picture is, like, on, on here is artist impression. It's okay. just a deer with bird wings. But, <laughs> okay. does it have a cloaca? Well, I mean, if it if we're going by it has the hindquarters of a large bird, then yeah. All right, there you go. Cloaca confirmed. Okay, so it just, like, well, here's... Cloaca I mean, confirmed. My, my thought is that this thing is going to be, like a like, a funky, you know, tricycle thing where it's like really tall on the front with like deer legs and then it's got regular sized duck feet in the back i think you so misunderstand like, large bird well i mean like i guess if it's like a giant duck that'd be pretty awful but then like how does it even because like flippers so which is why i thought like you're stork. the one just go uh, well actually you know what i was gonna call you out on your you know waterfowl yeah but 
Perrytons lived in Atlantis until an earthquake destroyed the civilization and the creatures escaped by flight. You know, there it's funny. Know. I actually, I actually read ahead on that part. Like I, I read like the first little bit on the thing about that. And that's why my assumption was waterfowl. <laughs> uh, Periton casts a shadow of a man. Periton casts the shadow of a man until it kills one. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So you can tell if it's got <laughs> yeah. a hunger for blood. Oh, by shining okay. A light okay, on okay. 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 I get it. Um, it's shadow looks like a dude yeah. until in, in some time in its lifetime, it kills one and then it yeah. goes to its regular ass shadow. Exactly. It's a decoy technique. So if it needs, if it gets the hunger, if it needs to eat human flesh for some reason, uh, uh a Sybil once prophesied that Peritons would be the downfall of Rome. Wow. It's crazy to think she was right. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the history of this thing. Uh, I, I have the book, so we'll just read the fucking bit out of the book. Yeah. Okay. Bloop. Blue, blue, table of contents. You know what I think we should do is we should speculate on what kind of bird we would like to see affixed to a stag, uh, you know, for the sake of the funny. Nah, I want a moose. Okay, so we're going to front, front end as well. It's got to be some kind of vague deer-like creature. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I want a moose and a fucking, uh, fucking cassowary. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if I'm going to do it, we got to, let's go, we'll go African, you know, We'll say it's like a Thompson's gazelle or something. No, no, no. We'll say it's an Ibex on the front, even though I think that's more of a goat, but whatever. It's an Ibex on the front. Hardy in like, the back. The Ibex in the... <laughs> it's the mullet of the, animals. Yes, the rare fiesta bird. No. It'll be the, uh, the, well, it was discovered in the 1880s, right? The, <laughs> the Ibis on the back is what I was going to say. All right, all right, Ibex, all right. Ibis, I, got a, I got a new one. Okay. It's an Okapi in the front. Okay. <laughs> And a peacock in the back. All right. I mean, that's that's one. Well, I was going to say that's one, you know, striking animal, but Okapi are striped on the butt, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like playing on the front. Well, it's, it's party in the front and party in the back. Yeah. All party. All right. Because it got that long tongue. <laughs> that's what happens when you're a short giraffe. No, I'm going to go with the two most majestic animals on the planet, the Markor and the Emu. Okay. It's going to be right. a horrible mess. So. No, but the marker is also like a goat. You know, it's fine. I did it for Ibex. It. It's fine. It's fine. And what was the, what was the second one? What did you the say? emu. The emu. It's got that funny. <laughs> it's like big fat feet. Yeah. All right. Looks like a pile of pom poms. Yes. <laughs> That's that bird where when it's like asleep, it just looks like a miniature thatch roof cottage. It's just like its hair has like a straw consistency. <laughs> yeah. I have to move my micro hair. It's feathers. It. Beep. That didn't make a lot of noise. Okay. Even have so uh, there's like three pages in this book. Really? You can read them long form? Yeah. All right. Apparently, the Ethereum, I think, Erythian? No. E-R-I-T-H-R-E-A-N? Erythian? Yeah, yeah, Erythian. Apparently, the Erythian Oracle predicted that Rome would be destroyed by the Peritians. It's spelled different in the book. I'm just going to go Periton. I'm just going to go with the... All right, works for me. When the sayings of the Oracle disappeared parentheses, accidentally burned. In the year 642 of our era, the person responsible for restoring them failed to include that particular prediction. Mm. And therefore, today, there is no indication of it to be found there. Given the obscurity of its origins, then there was need of a source that might throw more light on the creature's habits and appearance. Thus it was that after countless, <laughs> after countless difficulties, the Authors have learned that in the 6th century, a rabbi in Fez published a small pamphlet dedicated to fantastic animals. 
Who is this rabbi? I mean, I, I assume he's also fictitious. Uh, actually, I skipped the parentheses, but you're making me go back to it. Almost certainly Aaron Ben Kayyem. Okay, we're going to look him up. Almost certainly, we don't know. Uh, wherein the author mentions having read the work of a certain Arab author in which there is mention of treatise on the Peritans that was lost when Omar burned the library of Alexandria. Oh, that Omar setting fire to libraries. Although the rabbi did not give the name of this Arab author, he did have a happy what? He did have a happy idea of transcribing a few paragraphs from his text, thereby leaving us a valuable description of the Periton. Lacking further con- lacking further contribution, we think it it wise to simply reproduce those paragraphs verbatim. And here are the paragraphs verbatim. The Periton inhabits the island of Atlantis and is a creature, half stag, half bird. It possesses the head and feet of the stag. And as for the body, it is that of a perfect bird <laughs> with all its feathers and plumage. <laughs> I like a perfect bird. The most astonishing feature of this beast is that when, when it is struck by the rays of the sun, the shadow it throws, page turning sound. That's how you know it's a book. Upon the ground is not that of its own figure, but rather that of a human being. From this circumstance, some have concluded that the Peritans are the souls of men who died far from the protection of the gods. Whoa. They have been come upon as they were feeding upon dry earth. They fly in flocks and have been seen at high altitudes near the pillars of Hercules. They are fearsome enemies of mankind. It ap- <laughs> Jesus. It appears that they can, if they can manage to kill a man, their shadow becomes once again that of their own body. And they attain the favor of the gods. Jesus. These are on a holy war against us. Flying death deer. Those who crossed the sea with Scipio to conquer Carthage very nearly failed in their enterprise. For during the crossing, a compact band of Peritans appeared, killing many of the sailors. Although our weapons are powerless against the Peritans, the animal can kill but a single man. They wallow in the blood of their victim and then fly <laughs> off into the heavens. So they're a bright red bird. In Ravenna, where they are seen not a few years ago, it is said that their feathers are sky blue, In a fact which I find most surprising, for I have read that the plumage is of a dark, very dark green. Oh. That's, the, that's, your that's what that rabbi wrote down. <laughs> wow. I looked it up. Aaron Ben Chaim is actually like a real person yeah. from like 16th century. He's like a famous Jewish scholar. Almost certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So. Just a plug there. Fuck. I like how metal these things are. It's like, oh yeah, what's like the wimpiest thing you can imagine? I, don't know, I staple a deer and, to a, a, and a perfect bird. bird. <laughs> turns out they were perfect for killing. Yep. Somehow. I mean, my thought is, you know, since they're stags, antlers. Um, I mean, they do. But, you know, what if not antlers? You just like clutching weapons in their, you know, deer armpits. They just stomp you to death. Double lancing. <laughs> just come upon you, Dane Cook style. <laughs> with a freaking, you know. I'm, I'm lost how this is Dane Cook. Oh, uh, yes. there's the thing where the zoo breaks out and the zebra's tap dancing in your chest. Uh, he, uh, he describes how, like, how does somebody... <laughs> Uh, how does somebody die because bees, you know? He's like, I mean, you, how are bees scary? I just punch a bee. What if it was like a flying horse? That'd be scary. It just does like a buzzing. Okay. Like, See, I just imagine like his weird rage when he's talking about he's going to saw his girlfriend in half. 
That sounds pretty funny. Well, speaking of weird rage, yeah. I, read, I read the word Nazi when I was skimming through this, so let's uh, get yeah, to that. So let's... Whoa, all right. Although the foregoing paragraphs are quite specific, it is a pity that no further trustworthy information concerning the Periton has come down to our uh, come down to our own day, nor has the rabbi's pamphlet from which we have taken this description managed to survive. The document could be found. Okay. The document could be found until the last world war in the library of the university of Munich. Painful to tell the document has now disappeared, whether by consequence of the page turning sound bombardment on the city or by the work of the Nazis. It is impossible to say it is to be hoped that if this is the last surmise, it is to be hoped that if this last surmise is the real cause of its disappearance, the document will in time be found again and added to the treasures of one of the world's greatest libraries. That's all from the book. Wow. It's a metal ass fucking deer bird. <laughs> it's uh, you know, the, the title track from uh, you know, the, the album Perryton by Perryton. <laughs> Featuring Gunhild. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, wow. So pop culture. So I'm guessing, I mean, this is kind of weird. It's kind of meta because like it, like, the first reference to this thing is like inherently like a pop culture reference. Yeah. It's this book that I had like debuted in pop culture. Yeah. So what else is there? There's gotta be other references to this thing. So <clears throat> Periton by Pettypun, Pettyton off Pettyton. A Periton closely matching Borges original description <laughs> is a minor villain in the Cinnabar box. <laughs> I just had to get more metal. It makes sense. A fantasy novel by, Fucking Jesus. It's just a series of lines. That's quite a name. Elil. Uh, I, I think it's capital I, lowercase L, lowercase I can never I. read stuff like that. Elil by Elil Arbel. Ah, oh, fuck. So wait, it's two L's because there's a little I? It's, Elil? Yeah. Uh, I can't do lines. It's, I think Same. it's Elil. All right. Elil Arbel. Uniquely, this incarta- incarnation of the monster can use and understand human speech. Because regular Perryton only understands human screaming. I was going to say, the only hunger for blood. <laughs> Fuck, this deer is awesome. <laughs> Just like, yeah, you know, they like try to murder people to gain the, to gain the favor of the gods. That sounds oddly familiar. A Perryton is referred to in The Sword of the Lictor, a book in the Book of the New Sun series by Gene Wolfe. In the series, a constellation is also named after the beast. Wow. Creature also appears in Darkwell, a book in the Moonshade trilogy, where a flock of peritons are among an army of evil monsters summoned by the book's main antagonist. At least they got it right. Okay, which Pokemon is based off this thing? There's got to be a Pokemon, right? There isn't. That's astounding. There's no deer with wings yet. Oh, I guess that's true. Yet. We got an ice cream cone. You know, I like how that's what you go to. So in Gen yeah, 5, what anything is anymore. Speaking of in Gen 5, there was a content like there's a I think a winner of a tournament or something got to design a Pokemon for black and white. Yeah. Okay. And that's also the one that has Braviary, the fucking American ass bald eagle. Yes. And so like we're, a bunch of people thought that, okay, that's the one that the co- American contest winner designed. Nope, it is the ice cream. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the ice cream is a wholly American invention. Nice. Well, I mean, Americans did invent the ice cream sundae and the ice cream cone. Ice cream plays a way bigger part of my life than bald eagles. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I do that too. (laughs) I mean, I I'm surprised it's not the the hamburger Pokemon. Oh yeah, (laughs) like just out of complete perfect irony. Just you know, I mean, honestly, 
I would have done the Hamburglar, I guess. And the there's a weird seagull Pokemon in Sword and Shield. Yeah. And it's uh it's shiny form it's blue normally. Its shiny form is bright orange. Yeah, it's the curry bird. It's the curry bird. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That's the benefit of having your game set in fictitious Great Britain as you also get a lot of stuff from fictitious India. Man, I love curry. I also do. Okay. Um a murderous periton named Orfeo is a major villain in the fantasy novel Whiskey and Water by Elizabeth Bear. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Oh, God, it sounds what? scary. Swarms of cat-sized peritons are natural enemies of the unicorn in Peter S. Beagle's fantasy novel The Unicorn Sonata. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it does kind of make sense. This is like basically an evil unicorn. It's, it's called having ambition. The <laughs> periton features in John and Carol Barrowman's novel hollow earth whoa see that explains why the nazis were after it i think the book i'm gonna click on the link for the book it came out in 2012 oh no the mayans were right (laughs) i hate you (laughs) (laughs) you don't you love me Mm, there's a couple other but yeah the periton is included among the bestiary of the game dungeons and dragons yeah (laughs) oh yeah i i want a whole collection of these goddamn cards uh, Periton is included in mythology themed the mythol uh, in the mythology themed Monsters of the Mind subsection in the 2003 trading card game Weird and Wild Creatures. Because it's, it's a trading card game. Yeah, the car, the art on these cards, the Hopkinsville Goblin looks fucking insane. Like the Minotaur is crazy. Like these fucking cards have the best art. Well, I'm interested. I mean, you know what? I, I also want it. Like there are a bunch of old dead card games that I just want to learn. Like I always wanted to play when I was a kid. But, you know, being a dumb kid, I had no idea how to play them. So, And it's in another role-playing game, but science. The term periton is also used for radio signals of terrestrial origin that mimic fast radio bursts, pulses that appear to be coming from outside our own galaxy. These peritons were found to be the result of premature opening of a microwave oven. <laughs> wow. Great. That's uh, very Borges. Which releases a frequency swept radio pulse, which mimics a fast burst. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty funny. <laughs> And that's it for the Periton. Wow. That's pretty interesting. I like this guy. Can it be the hippo? Yes. Well, I mean, they're pretty adept at, you know, killing human beings. And no, no weapon can hurt them. No weapon can harm them. They had the favor of the gods and a cloaca. <laughs> well, there you go. That seals it. Yep. I think a Periton can beat a hippo because I, I don't know. What, a hippo can... I mean, a hippo would just like eat it, honestly, but it wouldn't be happy because like I've never mm. seen like I've seen hippos eat like crocodiles before, but we don't know if they can die, but I've never seen a hippo eat anything antler first. <laughs> also, the periton can swarm and the hippo can't. Yeah, but this is always one on one. So oh, it's yeah. always a fair, which fight. is why it beat the rod because if the hippo is yeah, yeah. even following I Jojo forgot. rules, I forgot because if the hippo like, if we're fighting dirty, the hippos double winning. Yeah, the hippos definitely gonna bring us homies. They can't swarm, though. They're too uh, self I have a video to show you of them swarming a crocodile. Please show me. <laughs> like, I'll post this video. As that is. I'll post this video. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, yeah. Can beat a hippo? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Plugmentations? Uh, ooh, I totally don't have one. Skip me. Skip me. I'll go last. I got one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've ever brought it up on the show, but I'm a big fan of Sailor Moon. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you have brought that up. I don't, yeah, know I don't think that's come up either. Yeah, I like Sailor Moon. Check it out. It's on Hulu. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh dang it. <laughs> Fair. I had one. I didn't say I was going to give you enough time to look for one. Fine. I'll, I'll just rant. Uh, yeah, I'll do Borges since we said so. You know, there's a 
good summer in 2011 where he ruined my life. He's, you know, he mass he, he pretty much invented and perfected the whole meta meta story. Ultimate librarians read every book ever written. You know, it's all about interdimensions books. Tlan Ukbar Upsilon rules. Uh, Labyrinth of Asterion, I believe. The Lottery in Babylon. I mean, you know, there's just Garden of Forking Paths. They're all great. Uh, I was looking, reading Lovecraft I'm looking the- at the same time, and he's definitely better. We need to move away from Lovecraft yeah, and go back to Lovecraft. Lovecraft is a fucking horrific racist monster. Yeah, and he just but, he says you can never know the truth, and Borges says you but, can only know the truth because it's all lies. But. For a medieval <laughs> nonsense, yeah. As horrible as a butt after saying the word, he's a horrible racist monster. All his stuff is in the public domain. Yeah. So use it all you want because that's his family and nothing. Yeah. No one's getting shit from it. I'm just saying philosophically, you can move beyond this life. Yes. Oh, we can't know anything. It's like, no, Borges opens the other path. Where yeah. We gotta I was get to the looking truth. at the table of contents and there's a monster in here called Thermal Beings. <laughs> yeah. I just like that title. Now this book rules. His book of collected fictions. Oh, Talos. Pretty cheap. His writing on I think we read a thing out, great. We read a thing out of the book for Nagas. We yeah. did. We did. That I remember. The Ouroboros, the Norns. He also okay. did paintings of himself when he went blind. I'm gonna I'm gonna By plug that, I mean, a, scribbles. I'm gonna they're, plug they're a specific video. Actually, I'm gonna plug one that I watched the other day. Um it's by a guy called Carcinogen SDA, and it's like just him doing like a like double scenario playthrough of Resident Evil 2, uh, but like with Hideki Kamiya. Mm. Um, and it's very funny. Kamiya's a real memester. <laughs> he just like somebody in somebody in the chat asked him about like, oh, have you ever thought about going back to another beautiful Joe game? And like the only thing up to this, like he hasn't spoken any English up to this point. Yeah. And he just says, beautiful Joe three is coming <laughs> in English. <laughs> and then it's like everybody else that's there is like, we're not promising that we're not, we're not associated with that. And it's like, anytime somebody would ask him a question about like a stupid game that he liked or was vaguely attached to just be like, that game is coming. <laughs> the um, diesel method is yeah, really that's what Vin diesel does yeah, just like, like promises. People are like, Hey, like, Vin diesel, is there ever going to be an iron giant too? Yeah, we're working on it right now. <laughs> and then like any unit, like, no, <laughs> don't listen to Vin diesel. <laughs> You can generate the buzz, so then people have no because then he, you know, well, it's fucking working. There's Fast another. But no, there's a goddamn another fucking Chronicles of Riddick movie coming out. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that is also Vin Diesel's baby. Like yeah. that, that it took forever for that first one to come out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but yeah. That's now, moral of the story: like. just say anything is happening, and you'll get it. Well, because then the, it's the person who says no that looks like an alien. Yeah, you know. You know how you can get me new research books like this really cool one. How's that? By donating to our Patreon, that's we already got idea. it. We're already getting them. No, that's that's the opposite. Don't we? We need them. We need. We need. I have a good library, but I want a better library. <laughs> exactly. I also want Garrett to have a better. Li- better I also library. don't want to combine our libraries because I'm selfish. I also don't want to combine your libraries because we're not dating. Yeah, and selfish. Even, Even if we were, you, you say, don't get yeah, them. No, because yeah, it'd, it be, it'd be weird when you disentangle them. It it's, took me a year to get my records back. Yeah. Nope. It's not a good idea. But I also put no rush on getting those back. Well, I mean, true, but. You know, still, I don't, yeah. you know. Yeah, if you have anyway. my birth record and my death record, you have my debt. Sucker. Same. That's the only Sorry, I was I'm zoning out because I have my dad's death certificate. I never got mine. Is he still alive? See, I was going to say, what happens if you burn it, dude? You're just like, whoa. No, what foul no, necromancy is this? He's just, <laughs> I just the worst him, kind, bureaucratic necromancy. Whoa. So for a dollar. <laughs> you, you can have my dead dad. <laughs> 
for a dollar. Whoa. <laughs> you can, uh, we are not get, selling the dead. We do not sell the dead. I'm not selling the grave plot because you can look at that horrible Disney studio and I'm planning to sell that for a bunch of money when I, you know, just shovel it. Where's it at? Uh, Forest Lawn. Really? Yeah, you can see that big dumb hat. Wow. For a dollar, <laughs> you get access, uh, you get our bonus episodes, you get the ability to vote for future episodes like this one. Um, I think our next one seems to be the Ali Tao, but who knows? That's the up vote, to you. The vote might change. Well, it'll be. I know, but now, right now, I'm. By then, I'm, it will be too late. Right, with, well, I'm pointing my head. I'm, you know, I'm on my brain. You also get a sticker. You also get a sticker uh, for signing up for five dollars. You get a new sticker whenever we make them, which is not on a regular schedule. But we, I have a couple ideas, but trying to wait for a deal. <laughs> exactly. And you get access to our Discord server and a diploma. Remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. We're already making Cryptozoology 5. <laughs> cryptozoology 5. 